What's up, everyone? This is Rite coming to you with another podcast. As always, I'm so humbled and grateful that you've tuned in with me today. And of course, I'm always praying and hoping that you're inspired, encouraged, motivated, and challenged. And of course, like every other podcast, um, we're just going to have a simple conversation or to start some conversations, to spark some conversations. Um, I'll say my piece and I'll be out your way. So today, before we continue, I always like to pray. I was going to give you the topic, but let's pray first. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your love, your patience, your peace. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the listeners and those who um, will share it. Um, Lord, I, I pray really that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart is acceptable and God will bring you glory and hopefully bring relief to someone else's heart. Lord, I just bless you and I praise you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's talk about this, getting it for yourself. Um, I have a list of topics that I've already lined up. Again, this is just me sharing part of what I do and who I am. Um, I'm going to try to share, save some of this actually from my book. Um, so this is just some, it's almost like advertisement <laughs> for the book. So, but today we're going to talk about getting it for yourself. So growing up, <clears throat> of course, my parents would teach um, us how to do things, right? It's like I was a child that loved to do it for myself. Like I can do it. I don't know if, if any of you have children and they're just that independent child. Like I can do it. I can do it. Um, <clears throat> That was me. Like I could do it. Once they show me how to do it, I was like, okay. Like you take pride in like I could do it. Like sweeping the floor or um cleaning the dishes back then you know okay my parents I swept the floor I would try to wash the little dishes if I was old enough they would let me handle that um but again like I said I was that child like I could do it for myself I can do it for myself growing up with that same attitude of feeling like you're an asset and not a liability like you're always in addition to a group, a, a, I would say school or a group that I was part of. I'm like, I have something to bring. I always thought like that as a little girl, even to me. I think I just think like that. Um, <clears throat> and even growing up with my parents sharing that with with us, it's like, OK, I can do it. Once you learn something, you like I can do it. It's like I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That's one of my key scriptures. I said, I can do it. I can do it like you can really do it. Um, and even when you you are not able to succeed at something by yourself, it's like this is the wisdom part. You go to seek wise counsel or seek other people to help help um, pull the load or get get it done. OK. I also remember not only signing myself up for different activities and projects. Oh, goodness. My parents, ooh, they, okay, this is how I understood as a child. So I, <laughs> I would sign myself up for, let me see, citywide choir. I remember that, Lord. Dance and a few other activities. Um, when my, I asked my parents one time, I said, well, can I do this? And, and, to me, that was yes for everything. So it was just one thing they probably said yes to. And 
I would sign. Now, if I couldn't, if they weren't able to help and time wise, it wasn't going to work. They would tell me. But a lot of times, and I always try to, I, as I got older, I got wiser. I was like, okay, let me see if this works for their time frame, work for my time frame, my time frame, right? I'm a child, right? My time frame, my time frame and their time frame, it works. So my parents typically, in that case, especially if it was something productive and it helped us to stay busy and to learn something new, they didn't discourage it at all. So they were really encouraging in those areas and, and me learning my independency that way and figuring out what's good for me, what I like, you know, and them guiding me too in, you know, how to make the decisions for myself. So it's, it's like I'm forever indebted to my parents, forever grateful for my parents. Um, even now thinking about it, I want to cry. Because I understand, even now, that they did the very best. They gave their very best, you know, that with what they had, you know. So, just, again, I'm just forever grateful for my parents, forever grateful to God um, that he's given me my parents and just... I don't take them for granted. That's for sure. So uh, anyway, growing up, learning these different things and them teaching me to get it for myself and just me being independent anyway, they taught me the balance because you got to learn balance. Again, my last podcast, I shared a little bit about my first year of preaching um, and I say ministry, but preaching and my first year of ministry um, preaching was quite a challenge but in that same year or few years couple of years my father in the ministry at the time not only told me that you know I take out live those lives people you know it's a hot you know my grandfather says a hot seat but my father in ministry would say you know what the same it's just it's, it's, it's not easy but he also knew I was called to it so there's other people that validate the calling in life right the other factor he would tell us because he had 19 people at that time if I remember under him it was only one of him and 19 people under him at the time and this was and this came fast like one person after the next after the next god was pulling in for ministry and and to help assist in the service of the church so for him i remember this so clear even i still remember it right he said i cannot teach you everything i'm gonna teach you what i know but I cannot teach you everything that you need to know. You're going to have to get it for yourself. That could be helpful to anybody in a leadership team that you got to have people get it for themselves. You got to be able to delegate, right? I learned that also in the leadership position. Um, if you have a team, you got to learn their, your strength, the team, excuse me, your team strengths and then delegate from there. Um, but anywho, when he told us, you got to get it for yourself, that that's all he wrote. Like, OK, so not only was he telling us to get it for ourselves, he's again teaching us what he knows. But it's like, I need you to go fish. Go get it. I still carry that to this day. Still function in that. I don't I make typically silent moves. I don't announce my moves. I'm, I'm not that type of person. And it's OK if you are. I am just not that type of person that I announce everything that I do until it's finished. Um, 
just again that's just how I am and then if, when I'm in the process of doing something I only share it with a select few it's just again how I'm wired but even now I, I can give you my short little testimony here that when God tells you to move you gotta move you know you don't wait on other people you can't wait for other people and the because the the type of person personality I have because of the independence I rarely ask for handouts I rarely ask um for help make that very clear a very clear now when I need it and it's necessary I take it and there's that wisdom balance because when you're such an independent person or strong person, people call it, um, strong, independent givers typically don't ask for help, right? But if you want to survive <laughs> this life, <laughs> survive your, you know, the things that you're over or the things that God has called you to do, you got to learn that balance. So I learned at an early age, even during that time, to seek wise counsel, to seek a team. I can work a team. I can work it by myself. But even now, it's like, mm, I'm not, you, it, I've just learned, I just, you just learn these things that people will one day say, Hosanna, Hosanna, ha ha, yay, hooray. And then the next day they can say, crucify. Oh my goodness. So look, <laughs> look, um, and then when they say crucify, they think you're dead. This is when you move in silence. Just, hey. I don't know if that's a free thing. That's a free thing. I was going to put that in the book, but that's still a free thing. Um, but once people think you're dead or crucified, you still got to move in silence. God still gives you the grace and the ease that no matter what people's words are, you can still move. Um, and these are some of the things I share in detail, more detail in the, excuse me, more details in the book of the steps that I took into continuing to move in certain um, levels and areas of my life that you don't really stop. You may take breaks, okay, or slow down at times, especially when you're getting ready to push some things out. But it's not is not what people may say it is. And you got to be okay with being misunderstood. You got to be okay with people misinterpreting. You got to be okay with all of that. You know, like I said, God will give you the thick skin for real that you need because people are going to be people there's no justification for certain behaviors and words but again you just it's people we're people we're human we're flesh we're blood you know we all cry we all make mistakes we all it's it's people it's a people thing so once you learn that okay it's a people thing you can function and still flow in the areas where you need to. Now, it may not be visible to everybody. You know, like I said, I don't make um, loud moves. I've never been that type of person. I will make silent moves or moves that that um, may not make a lot of noise at, at first. But once it's finished, you're like, oh, it's like Noah and the ark, right? When people are like, what is he doing? They thought Noah was, if you know the story of Noah and the ark in the Bible, God had called him to build this ark. This ark was never built before because it never rained on the earth at for that during that time. And he said, the flood is coming. I was like, what are you talking about? You crazy, man. You crazy. The flood's coming. And God's telling Noah to build the ark, build the ark. And Noah's gathering tools and material. 
um, his family, different types of animals, and people are still laughing at. They laughed at Noah. They laughed at Noah for building something they never seen before. All at the same time, everybody's going on about their lives. Noah's still building. Even when people don't understand, I gotta encourage you this. Even when people, other people don't, you pray for people. You really can't. You get to this point, you're not even mad. You just pray for them, but you still gotta move. You'd be more frustrated if you're not moving. You got to keep your feet going. Um, and like I said, you rest when it's necessary. And you ask for the help when it's necessary. You pull those certain people. Only certain people can handle certain things. Like, I can I take Noah in the ark again? He only could use certain people to help build that ark because they were the ones to believe the vision that God gave him. And that's what I say. You can't be mad when people are like, they're not supporting. Um... Maybe they're not supposed to support. I learned that a long time ago. Some people's hands not even supposed to be on it. This is not that, you know, you can't be upset about that. Yeah, some people are not even really part of it. And you got to be okay with that. And the other factor is um, when you look at yourself as an asset. Ooh, the asset factor. That's another thing. That's a whole other chapter. But when you look at yourself as an asset and not a liability, I'm telling you, changes the game every single time. And again, you don't announce it all the time, but you just act it. You know what you got. You know what you got and you know what you bring to the tables. Whatever tables God has called you to, whatever doors he opens up, it could be Again, those unexpected ones, but whatever doors and tables he brings, you know, you're an asset to it. He's bringing you to those tables and doors because he knows what he's giving you. So I learned this at my um, last job before I took the leap of faith in 2017, jumped out there and started the business. So before that was like years before this investment firm, there was this one gentleman on this one team. I love this team. I'll tell you about that team, though. But there's one particular person. Uh, it's always that one particular person. It's always one. But the, the rest of the people were great. I'm telling our team was like a, when I when I talk about a well-oiled machine, we functioned so well, even without a manager. We flowed our numbers. Everything was just like, I think most of my team members became managers. That's how great it was. Most of us became managers. So, and some of us took different paths like myself. So I, um, but this particular person, this particular person, right? Tay, calm down. You're making us, you're making us look bad. What? What are we talking about? We're on a team. I'm not making us look bad. I'm making you look bad. <laughs> like nobody else is complaining, but you sit down. That's why I wanted to tell them. But it was like, I, I, I checked it. Like sometimes you don't have time. Like I had to check B. I'll call him B. I had to check B and I had to tell him, look, like, cause he didn't know where I came from, the job I had before. It's always been finances. Of course, God has me in, but, but coming into this investment firm, it's like, Oh, I got it. I'm just, I'm flowing. I'm doing what I need to do. Part of the team. We're part of the team, but he was the only one, not no minute. Like stop being pseudo go sit down. You're not even a manager. I did tell him that because we just had that back and forth. We had that back and forth because he was that type of guy that he was always in your face. And I'm like, I'm going to step back to your face because you're not, we're not doing this today. Like this is a professional environment and you're either going to respect me or something has to happen, you know? So, um, but he would always say, right. He's making us look. And I remember one day I was sick. 
I remember it caught my attention so hard because everybody's like, all right, take you going. And we're all having these healthy competitions. There's healthy competitions. And then there's those, those ones that you like work in your zone, do what you can. And sometimes if you weren't, if your numbers are off one day, the team will help you make it up. If somebody else is off, you help them kind of make it up. So one day I was sick, horribly sick. Like I think I had a sinus infection or something and still came to work. Of course, right? Not a sinus infection, but a head cold. It was more like a head cold because of my mind. It's like, and now when you're sick, you're not as quick. You're not as fast. So you're a little bit slow. And so one day the numbers posted the next day after that day of coming in, not feeling well, he says so loudly, finally. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, finally, right. your numbers are not, um, fine well he said your numbers are not so high today or yesterday and I was like what like it was that deep to me for him and all my other co-workers my team members are like really B really like we are a team bro we're a team <laughs> we're a team but I'm sharing that to say this that when you look at yourself as, and I told, oh, this is the part I told him. That's why I mentioned it. So I told him straight, straight up. I said, I'm not a liability to liability to this team. I'm an asset to this team. And because we're working in fi- the financial market, we're working in with investment products. He understood the language I was using. So I used that language to uh, have a point of understanding. Like I am not a liability. I'm an asset to not just this team, but to this company. So I carry that mentality, been carrying it, but I I, artic- I was able to articulate that for that moment because of the environment and he would understand the language that I was using, that you always look at yourself as an asset and not a liability, right? So you always know what you have. Mm-hmm. I don't think of it as small. Even then I was like, he don't even know. Like you're, you're intimidated by something that we're all doing. Like this doesn't make sense. That's how I felt his position was, or he, he probably felt like he should have been doing better Then do better. Let's, let's, we're a team. Let's go. Let's go. Let's work this out. Let's roll together. We're running this together. Cause we, as our team, we're in competition with other teams. That was the other factor. So Again, if one is short, it's like we all look short. So we all, we, we helped each other, reports, everything. So it's just, like I just said, I just appreciate them. Um, I still have contact with some of them and just even the work ethic now is mind-blowing. They're doing amazing things. Some have their own businesses now. Some are CFPs, if you know, certified financial planners, which is very challenging to get into. A really tough position to have. Um, it's just, just amazing things that I see God is doing in their lives. So I'm sharing this with you guys to get it for yourself and always look at yourself as an asset, never as a liability. Even like I said, you got to stand to be misunderstood. You got to stand for people to misinterpret and still move in silence. I don't always announce my steps because I've learned too on my little short, wonderful lifetime that the same people can say, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then the next day say, crucify. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll celebrate you one moment and then say, crucify the next. And this is part of people. Now, there's consistent people that God will bless you with, right? That will have your back 100%. 
and will encourage you all the way. And some people are seasonal. So you, you know, whatever season they're in, you got to let them roll off. And some people are for a lifetime. It's, you just got to learn how to discern that. But I, I've learned that you, when, when getting things for yourself and, and ob- obtaining things for yourself, it's like you have to learn, again, the value of who you are. I've talked about this before um, when I was with this financial firm and some of the things we would talk about in our meetings and in our community groups, um, in our community group meetings and our presentations, we talk about financial fitness. We also talk about career growth and who you are and, and have other people too who are more tenure have more um, experience in certain areas and their success. They talk, you know, share their stories, but you always look at yourself as an asset, right? It's like, why would someone want to invest in you or put time in with you? And you don't even think you're worth it. You know, like you got to know your worth. And that's what my parents taught me from an early age. I know my worth. So even now making silent moves, I'm not public about a lot of things that I'm doing, because that's just my business and it's respectfully saying that, but that's my business. Um, and, and like I said, some people will say, Hosanna, Hosanna, or like celebrate you and the next minute crucify you. And it's like, you can't be mad at people when they misunderstand, misinterpret because they're human. Okay. They're human beings. People are human. They're human. At the same time, you can't let you being human and them being human stop you from doing what God has told you to do. Now, what's basic about hearing the voice of God? I'll just share a simple scripture because this is it don't take a class. It don't take a seminar. It don't take any of that. Romans 10, 17. Um, and I can expound on it later if anybody want me to. But from my perspective, it says, so then faith comes by hearing, right? What we believe and what we hear, what we're always hearing, what is always going in your ears. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Again, these are my guiding principles, right? These are the principles that I follow that I believe how God speaks to me. And over the years and over time, you just know his voice. I don't know. You just know God's voice for yourself. Um, But again, like I said, you always got to get it for yourself. So again, I appreciate my parents for teaching me. Um, how to get it and then my mentors and uh, father the ministry and those who poured into me who said you know what you got to get it and for that you're it's like I'm forever grateful you know so going back to the ministry team when um, pastor Hicks at the time would tell us you know like I said he was only one man he said once you get it come back and then we were able to share it and then put it into put into practice and put the work out there and like I said produce the ministries that we were supposed to produce I remember even at that time and even now it's like I haven't so how can I explain this when God gives us things and gifts it's not always gonna be my experience has been it may not always be in church it could be in the workplace it can be a community Right. So even when people don't see it produced in one area, (laughs) it's being produced in other areas and rightfully so, because they're receptive of your gifts or receptive of you. And 
that's how I feel like you can keep going. So in, in certain areas, people may think you've stopped, but no, you just pushed it to another area so it can still flow. It's got to still keep going. What God gives us, because God, think about what God does. We are here on this earth for a reason. We're here on this earth for a purpose. You know, I am grown. There's still a lot to learn, but I'm grown enough to know. I'll say it this way. I'm grown enough to know that you cannot let people stop you. Mm-mm. Like I said, get it for yourself. You'll figure it out. You'll figure out a way to get what you need to get and to do what you need to do and to connect to those who really to, excuse me, to connect to those who you need to connect to, to get things done. This is a huge wide world. How many people on this planet? Okay. So I'm just saying there's a lot of opportunity for things to get done when it's necessary, when it, especially when it needs to get done. Okay. So this is just something I share when, like I said, when you got to get it for yourself, you got to push yourself. Then you got to put the right people around you to help push you. And then it's like, um, then you're pushing them too. So it's like iron sharpening iron. Everybody's pushing each other, encouraging, encouraging each other to, um, achieve the goal to, to get to their own finish line. You know, I mentioned this life is really a marathon. It's not a sprint. I don't, I'm not in competition. There's no competition here, you know, cause it's like when you work your own, some people may not like the analogy, but when you work your own lane or your own stuff, it's like when you're yourself, you got to be yourself. In other words, when you are who you are, nobody can compete with who you are. Like there, I cannot be another person. You cannot be me. That's not how, and that, that should be the beautiful part because we are individuals with different experiences, different gifts and different things that we bring, you know, to this earth and that God has purposed us for. Um, I just feel like some have tapped into it a little bit more than others of, you know, what their purpose is and what they are to do. So they flow different. They flow a lot differently. They just flow different. And for those who are still, and there's nothing wrong with it. For those who are still trying to figure it out, they're like, what am I here for? What is my purpose? You know, um, I would say pull on those that typically see their purpose because sometimes they can see something in you. I'm like, okay, what do you naturally do? What do you, where's your heart gravitates to those types of things? It's like, we'll answer some of those questions for you. So I, um, wanted to share that because you gotta know yourself. I keep going back to that. Know who you are, know who you are know what you carry and again I'm not a person that go hey but I function where I need to function and I flow where I need to flow because I learned that a long time ago how to move and maneuver is not being deceitful but you like I gotta get this stuff out where I need to push it out and people will learn after it's done that oh that's what you were doing if they care (laughs) Um, and it's, it, it will be better for you. Trust me. It may not feel great going through certain processes and certain environments, but God 
again, still gets the glory from it. And you're, and you're better for it. You really are better for it. Uh, and at the same time, it's like, be yourself. That's it. Be yourself. Respectfully, if being yourself is um, different for some people, God bless them. God bless them. Because when I learn, as a, excuse me, as a, I learn this as I get older, we're all a little different <laughs> in some area or the other, right? We're all a little different. And I believe that's God's, that's why we have different thumbprints and fingerprints. Our names, our facial features, our culture experiences, where we grow up, our families. It's like no two people really are the same. Really, they're not. So even identical twins, they still have their own set of fingerprints. Okay. So they may even have a a slightly different bone structure, stance, body shape. I mean, I'm saying no two people are the same. God has to me distinctively and, and intentionally made us who we are as individuals to really impact where we are. Um, so in getting it for yourself is not only learning the balance, you're again looking at stuff as in like you're the asset and not a liability, right? That people should be willing to invest in you. And those when you see those who are willing to invest in you, you you're like, okay. You know, it's it's a wonderful thing, I promise you. <laughs> It's a great thing. It's a really wonderful thing because there's multiple things getting done. Um, and not only is the life encouraged, but it, it makes room for you to help someone else and pay it forward or reach back and help and pull somebody else like they helped you. So um, I wanted to share that, that it's okay to be independent but also ask for help when necessary, but get it for yourself. Like I just learned how to do that. So when people say, it's like when God says there's a green light, you follow the green light. (laughs) You don't have to wait for people to help you. And then it's like a lot of times when you know you're an asset, you're not looking for people to help. You're looking to help. That's it. When you're a giver, you're like, oh, I want to help. There's balance. It's always a balance in everything. That's it. God created me the way he created me. He created you the way he created you. And I believe each of us represents, hopefully, hopefully, the character of God. A a part of his character. A part of his heart. And be a great representation in this earth for him. That's it to give him glory. So anyway, again, this is just a simple conversation, quick conversation. I want to share uh, about my simple experiences and hopefully one time, one day soon, I said one time, one day soon, (laughs) um, I will be announcing my book, but until then, I hope you all are blessed and I hope um, you all tune in till next time. Peace.